I'm Laura, by the way, and this is the Get Yourself Back podcast, episode number four, Failure. Welcome to the Get Yourself Back podcast with your host, Laura, by the way. Laura is a life coach on a mission to help women who have spent years putting aside their own needs for the sake of others. Join us as we navigate coming home to yourself and creating the life that was truly meant for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of the podcast. This is so much fun to record, and I'm so excited that you're listening. Thank you so much for being here. Today, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. I love this topic. We're going to learn what failure is, why it's so painful, and what to do about it. If you have ever struggled with failure, the pain of failure, the fear of failure, this episode is for you. So what is failure? I would define failure as simply an unmet expectation. It's a hope not realized. It's a goal not reached, a plan not followed. It's a finish line not crossed, a mission not accomplished, an end not reached. As you're listening right now, I want you to think about the last time you failed at something really important to you. What have you failed at recently? Did you fail at getting a promotion? Got a failing grade on a test? Failed to stick to your eating plan? Failed to study your scriptures? Failed to exercise like you planned? Do you have a failed marriage? Did you fail at making everyone around you happy all the time? Whatever it is, I want you to keep it in mind throughout this episode because we will be using it uh, multiple times. So why is failure so painful? Let me ask you this. Do you fall asleep at night or do you struggle to fall asleep at night because your brain is just nonstop thinking and thinking about all the ways that you didn't live up to what you expected that day? Thinking about all the conversations you should have had or about how people were mad at you or that maybe are currently mad at you, but you just don't know about it yet. Um, This is called anxiety and it's not a sleep disorder or an anxiety disorder, but in this particular situation, I believe it's your brain on overdrive reviewing neutral circumstances that have happened in your life or events that are neutral and your thoughts are making them mean something painful. So, for example, when I was 16 years old, I failed my very first driving test. When that happened, I could not cope. I totally flipped out. I was a complete wreck. It was so painful for me to have failed that test. For me, it was like this huge slap in the face because I I never failed at anything. I always got straight A's. I felt like I was a failure. I felt like I was like this test was proof that I wasn't good enough. When in reality, looking back, it was absolutely no big deal. And honestly, I should have failed that test because I crossed three lanes of traffic without signaling. And I'm sure I did a lot of other things that I don't remember right now because I was just in so much pain about the failure. 
But eventually I did pass the test and I'm a great driver now. But in the moment, I remember just the intensity of the pain. So think about the last time you failed at something. And I want you to remember in your mind the pain you felt in that moment. Where does this feeling live in your body? Is it a pit in your stomach? Is it a red hot heat? Does it well your eyes up with heavy tears? When we fail, we can feel a lot of different emotions. For example, we can feel defeated or deflated. We can feel utter disappointment. We can feel despair. These are very painful feelings. For me, despair especially is one of the most painful feelings I can feel. When I feel real despair in myself, it is such a painful experience for me because it's a lack of hope. This despair is like, it's a land of no hope. It is a dark, barren wasteland of permanent defeat. And it lives in my chest and in my abdomen. It is dark. It's a very hard emotion to feel for me. But today I want to shine a light of hope on all of these painful emotions. And I'm going to teach you that even though it seems like failing actually equals pain, the pain of despair, the pain of disappointment and defeat. The truth is that there is a step between what is happening and what feeling is happening. And that step happens super fast. It's like lightning and you're not even aware of it. And it is your thoughts. Your thoughts about failure are what cause your pain, not your failure. This is true every single time, no matter what. And guess what? Your thoughts are always a choice. You can always change your thoughts. You may not be able to change your failed marriage or the fact that you hit snooze this morning instead of going to the gym or that you offended someone yesterday, but you can change your thoughts about it. When you fail, not if, when, you can choose to beat yourself up about it or you can choose to think something different. So what does this look like? Let's go back to the thing that you thought of earlier that caused you a lot of pain because you failed. Whatever it was, I promise you, you were thinking a thought. You made it mean something about you that you failed. For me and my failed driving test, I made it mean that I wasn't good enough, that I am a failure. I made it mean that I'm a bad driver and that I'm not good at things and that I'll never be good at them. So the question isn't, what did you fail at or why you failed at it? The question is, what did you make that failure, that unmet expectation mean about you? So what does it mean about you that your marriage failed? What does it mean about you that you offended someone? What does it mean about you that you ate off plan or binged on cookies or slept through your alarm? Answer that question for yourself. You might be thinking very painful thoughts like, I'm a failure at marriage and I am not lovable. Or when I offended that person, it means that I hurt people, that I'm dangerous and others should avoid dangerous people like me. You might be thinking, I ate off plan again and so I'm addicted to food and I'll never be able to overcome it no matter how hard I try. I'll just keep gaining weight and gaining weight and eventually just die of, of overeating and die of diabetes. Those thoughts are very painful. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you find that you fail a lot, that 
no matter how hard you try at something, you just can't seem to live up to what you hoped and dreamed for yourself. If that's true, I have a truth bomb to drop on you. Are you ready? Indulging in failure pain and fearing failure creates more failure. It's true. If you are constantly spinning in the despair of your perceived failures and constantly worried about failing at things in the future, you are actively creating more failure in the present, which in turn becomes evidence for your brain to further believe that you're a failure and that you should keep fearing it. Your thoughts literally, I mean literally, create your reality every time. No, you can't control other people's behavior or feelings. You don't create that. You don't create other people's actions, but you do create your environment. You do surround yourself with certain people who tend to take certain actions. So for example, let's say you have multiple failed relationships, right? What do you make that mean about you? You could make it mean there's something wrong with you, or you could think it's not my fault. It's always their fault. And that I was a victim, right? That line of thinking creates an environment in which you have no self-confidence because you think something's wrong with you. Or it could mean that you are in victim mentality. And when you're in victim mentality, all the evidence that you see around you proves that other people control how you think and what you feel and what you do. And so that creates the reality that people hurt you. Instead of asking what's wrong with me or why did this person do this to me, right? You could ask, what was I thinking that created a situation in which I would choose to be with someone that would treat me this way. Now, don't misunderstand this question as a way to blame yourself. That's not what I'm talking about here. You do not cause other people's actions ever. Everyone is responsible for their own actions. But blame and responsibility are two different things. Blaming yourself leads to shame, which is a painful emotion that generally leads to unwanted behavior. Taking responsibility, on the other hand, for the actions that you had control over leads to empowerment and allows you to know better for the future. So if someone hurts you, it's not asking what you did to cause them to hurt you. It's asking yourself, did I put myself in harm's way unintentionally because of what I was believing about myself? If the answer is no, then it's no. If the answer is yes then you have work to do to change the beliefs you have about yourself to help you stay away from those who would want to hurt you. If you take a look at your life, especially with regard to what you've repeatedly failed at, you're going to notice some patterns. Those patterns are showing you something. Are you ready to see what is being shown to you? Are you ready to take responsibility for your own actions and change what you need to change so you can have the life that you want. Okay, so how do we see failure differently from now on? Okay, so here's the thing. When you look at failure for what it really is, it's actually just a neutral event. When you look at the bare bones of what you consider to be a failure, you're, you'll find that it's just facts, 
So when you say, oh, I failed at getting the promotion, it's actually someone you work for made a choice about changing your position. When you get a failing grade on a test, it's actually a letter of the alphabet or a number on a page of a test you took. That's what that is. That's all it is. Um, Eating off plan. What that looks like is you put food in your mouth and this set of calories was different than the food that you planned. It's just calories. It's just uh, macronutrients going in your body or not going in your body. That's it. Um, Let's say that you hit the snooze button, right? Instead of exercising, that's just you hit a machine that stopped the alarm at a certain time of day, right? Uh, If someone, you know, is, if you're going through a divorce, someone served you papers with words on them that will change your legal marital status. That's all it is. It's just words on a paper. Or someone said the words, someone said the following words. I'm so offended at what you said. Okay, those are just strings of sounds put together. They don't actually have any inherent meaning. So facts, events, words, they're just neutral. They're just things. They're just sounds. They're just lines on a page. Okay, so this is how you know that the events and things themselves are inherently neutral. You can take the same circumstance and someone else will have completely different feelings about it. They will think completely different things about the words on the page or the sounds strung together. So for example, someone might have been relieved that they were passed up for that promotion because it would have meant working hours that they hated, that they couldn't have worked or that they would have taken them away from their family, right? Someone else might've seen a D on a test and thought, sweet, I totally passed. Someone else might've seen eating off plan as a celebration that they learned how to let go of controlling their food choices and be more spontaneous. They might see it as a victory. Someone else might've seen scrolling on Facebook instead of reading their scriptures as a way to connect with others, just like the scriptures tell us to do, right? Someone might've seen sleeping in as a way of self-care. Someone else might have been relieved at being served divorce papers because they're married to an abusive spouse. Someone else might have been proud of themselves for telling the truth for once when they were told that what they said was offensive. What someone says, what someone does, what circumstances around you, or even choices that you've made are just neutral circumstances that lots of different people will have lots of different opinions about and a variety of different meanings they will assign to those things. So that's how you know that the events themselves are actually very neutral inherently. So pay attention, start, start paying attention to the meaning that you are assigning things in your life. So when something super painful comes up, just identify the feeling, notice it. What am I feeling right now? Am I feeling despair? Am I feeling anger? Am I feeling sadness? Notice that it happened like lightning. Take a step back and see if you can identify the circumstance, separate the circumstance from the feeling, okay? Bring the circumstance back to the most neutral, bare bones facts and see if you can find what you are making that event or set of words mean about you or mean in general. What do do those things mean to you? And see if that is the cause of your pain. And I'm telling you, 
this awareness that happens in your mind is everything. And it's a practice. It takes time to develop this skill. And it doesn't happen right away, but it's so fun. It's so fun to see things you couldn't see before. So I encourage you to try it. So once you've gained a little awareness about your thoughts and what you make things mean, realize that you have a choice in that moment. You can decide what you want to make those circumstances mean. You can decide what that failure means to you. What if your failure was just data, was just information? What if you could look at all your failures from now on, like a scientist would look at the outcome of an experiment with curiosity and fascination, with the desire to manipulate the variables and see if there's a different outcome, right? What if failure could be your friend? What if failure could be your teacher? What if all your failures are actually just signals to you that are showing you something about yourself. They're just, they're just flags. They're just signals. What if that sleeve of Oreos that you ate could be teaching you something about what you're thinking? What else could you think about your failure that might be true? What would you want your failure to mean about you in a perfect world? Try a few things on, see how they feel. See if you feel a shift happen in your mind and in your body. So you'll know a shift has happened when you start finding evidence to support your new belief automatically and your body fills with different, more positive emotions. I've seen this happen with my clients. It's really an amazing thing to witness. It's instantaneous. The shift happens and suddenly they start thinking of new evidences to support this new belief. It's amazing. And so we, you'll know that, that hap- that's happening in you when this happens. So think of one thing in your life you're trying to change that you have found really difficult. And think about it in a completely different way. What if nothing has gone wrong? What if every time you failed at this thing you're trying so hard to change, it was a step forward and not a step back? What if eating the sleeve of Oreos was actually a step forward? and not a relapse, right? Doesn't that feel amazing? That feels amazing to me. How could it possibly be a step forward, right? Well, you had a goal to not eat the Oreos, okay? And then you chose to eat them. So clearly, this is teaching you something about your thinking that you haven't figured out yet. I wonder what it could be. What are my thoughts? What are the thoughts that led to this decision? I'm curious. What could they be? Write them down. It's so fun to see it in this way instead of, oh no, I just ate an entire sleeve of Oreos. I'm a horrible person. I can't believe I just did that. I'll never get this right. That doesn't feel good. That feels terrible. Okay. What if your failure is fuel? What if failure doesn't deflate you it powers you forward and that without all the failures that you could ever have, you could never truly achieve the thing that you wanted. What if failure was fun? What if you could collect failures 
right? If you're trying to achieve something and you keep failing at it, what if you made it a game and you said, I'm going to fail a hundred times and see what happens when I do that, right? It's a game. It's an experiment. It could be fun. That's so much less painful. So at this point you might be thinking, but Laura, if I think my failures are neutral, won't I just not care that I failed and like stop trying? No. The purpose of all of this is to take the pain out of the situation so that you can see it more clearly and ultimately make better choices from a better place. So in other words, despair does not create choices that are in line with your goals. Never. It just never does. Despair compels you to do things like self-medicate, which in many circumstances is precisely the thing you're trying to stop doing. Fear, for example, compels you to spin in confusion, to be overwhelmed, and eventually leads you to shut down or self-medicate. Beating yourself up for making a different choice than you planned only leads to more self-medicating, and it also leads to avoiding, thus actually creating more failure. So if you think that beating yourself up or thinking the absolute worst or fearing that you'll just keep failing actually is serving you, I promise you it's not. Those three things feel really useful in your mind because you've been doing them your whole life. But I promise you, they only create more and more failure. I want you to know that, I mean, to this day, I still feel pain sometimes when I have perceived that I have failed at something. Of course I have. I'm human. But I know a little better now. I'm aware that failure doesn't actually hurt me. My own thoughts about the failure are the cause of my pain. So when I employ this level of awareness, that's when I can ask myself questions. I can take a step back. I can put things into perspective a little more and see them a little more neutrally. And then I can focus on making decisions more in line with my goals. It feels better. I show love and patience and compassion for myself more. I get closer to the person I want to be a lot faster than before. And I just, it's a lot more fun. And having fun is my favorite way to achieve my goals. So much better than anything else. So if you are someone who struggles with your sense of self, maybe your fear of failure is holding you back. And today, I hope you learned that the pain of failure is optional. I hope that you're prepared a little bit more to maybe feel some discomfort, but in the name of science, to see what it's teaching you. Let's go out and fail, right? Let's just run towards the failure. Let's do the thing that scares us. Let's do it expecting the best because failure is just as awesome as success. It really is. Because either way, it's a win-win. You're either learning or you're succeeding. And learning is succeeding, in my opinion. That's me. Good luck, everyone, this week as you manage your mind around all of your goals, around all of your emotions, and getting one step closer to who you truly are. We'll talk next week. Bye. 
If you've heard something today that resonated with you and you want to dive deeper, go to bythewaycoaching.com where you can subscribe to my mailing list, connect with me on social media, and find out more about how to work with me. Let's get you back to you.